This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, I'm Raven. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Esmodius. I use they, them pronouns. Welcome back to another episode of Smoking Smoking Out Out the the Closet. For those of you who are new or just joining us, we are a queer podcast that talks about cannabis, the LGBT community, and everything in between. And beyond. So welcome. Um, so we're doing a bit of a different review today. Um, so I know we normally do flower. We didn't really get a tincture on the um, No Nug November that we did uh, back in November. Yeah. Which is hard to think about. It was almost six months ago. Wow. Um, but today we were reviewing GTI Rhythm's uh dr solomon's rescue drop uh tincture which is 800 milligrams per bottle of thc um it's about for a half of the dropper about 20 just shy of 27 percent milligrams of thc super freaking lemony can i just say tastes like a lemon pledge a little bit well i mean it makes sense though because the ingredients are um Medical marijuana, medium chain triglycerides, which is like the binding agent, lemon oil, orange oil, and orange oil. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. No, but I mean, it's like if you ever walked into a GameStop and they have that like cleaner stuff, it, ta- <laughs> it tastes like a lemon scented GameStop. They don't do that as much, but back when EB Games was around and they were starting to merge under all just GameStop. It's kind of kind of what it smelled That's like. That's sticker remover. That's the adhesive remover. I think I've said on the show before that I worked at GameStop. Yes. Um, Many a moons ago. I don't give a shit. They're a shit company. I'm not going to go back to work for them. <laughs> they treat their employees like shit. Um, but anyway, I used to work there, and I figured out what that smell was. It's the, the adhesive remover for the stickers. Mm-hmm. And people nowadays are just fucking lazy and don't take the stickers off. And they just pile them up, and you can sometimes see cases that have, like, 35 stickers on them. Anyway, beside the point. But that's what that smell is when you go to GameStop. It's the, um... Oh, Gugon. Yeah. Sorry, I'm screeching a lot. The lemon-scented Gugon. Um... But yeah, this, this... Okay, so this is the weird thing with, like, ingestibles and tinctures, right? Because... All we're really feeling is the THC and the CBC and CBG. Because, yes, it has... Oh, hey, it has, like, a lot of limonene in there. Yeah, limonene doesn't process through the liver. Or, like, sublingually either. Sorry. So, like, it's just going to be THC properties, mostly. Or, like, the cannabinoids, I should say. So, did it do anything for mental health? No. No. But it's not advertising that it would. It, it literally says on the packaging, help put pain on pause, easy to dose, non-habit forming, fully, full body relief to soothe flare-ups faster than you could say SOS. So literally what it says on the box. It says advertised for me. And it works. You know, my ankle hasn't hurt all day today. Well, since I had it, I should say. Since this kicked in, I haven't been, like, achy and stuff. And... For health reasons right now, I'm not allowed to take NSAIDs, mm-hmm. so it's been kind of hard because I rely on aspirin for my headaches a lot, and my sinuses are really flared up because of my allergies. Yeah. But this has helped, like, a lot in, like, my knee pain, mm-hmm. and I was having some, like, lower back pain because I stand a lot of work. 
but I mean, this would definitely help like post top surgery. Oh yeah, for definitely. either of us. Yeah. So I think this would be good because we're not allowed to uh, do any inhalation methods for a while because uh, coughing. Yeah, you don't want to bust a stitch or something. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about what we were talking about a little bit right before the episode? Huh? Like your hoodie? Oh, yeah. So I haven't... I'm so sorry. I have an addition to our... Or continuation, I should say, with our Pride merch. Um, so Cloak brand that is Jacksepticeye and Markiplier's clothing brand have put out their pride collection um it's kind of cool i was gonna order from them and i was like i don't know i don't really like that design super much like it's they they also donate their stuff to charity so go ahead and support them like mm-hmm. like the design that's cool it's not it was a lot of like back heavy hoodie designs and i like frontal designs on my hoodies um but they're they're still pretty cool go they're awesome people they have awesome clothing i have a cloak hoodie but mythical also does a line of pride merch every year so i waited for them and i'm glad i did because they have this really nice mythical logo zip up and also at the time of this episode posting you will no longer be able to buy them because they were 48 hour exclusive but it is the 2023 proud mythical beast the wrangler t um it says their logo with the um rainbow in it unofficial shout out if they find this i'm gonna scream i'm gonna make all sorts of noises um but I got the Always Proud hoodie, and they proceed a uh, percent of their proceeds from their Always Proud collection that they have all year round, which I love them for having Pride merch all year round. Can I just say that? And the I Love Lesbians hoodie has become a thing for all year round, and it's just <laughs> gorgeous, and I love it. And they're always so supportive. Um, goes to um, Outright International, which is a... Organiz- which is an organization dedicated to improving the lives of LGBTQIA plus people uh, who experience discrimination or abuse on the basis of their sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression. Um, and this hoodie is amazing. And they also, has their logo on the front in the rainbow and on the back in big in the rainbow, which is nice as a front and a back design. Um, and then they have stickers in the, in the, uh, some of the, like the trans, and the non-binary flags, it's the mythical logo. They're like have a swirly M. Yeah, they're swirly M. They have a whole big flag that's mythical, always proud. Uh, these great sweatpants with their, their logo and rainbow. Oh, nice. And yeah, this hoodie that I was going to think about buying, the pullover that has the, um, the big M, mm-hmm. the same one that's on the back of the zip-up I got. With the arms, with the mythical and rainbow on both sides. Nice. And like, yeah, it's just, it's great that they're awesome. They're always donating to amazing charities and stuff. So if anybody who listens to us doesn't listen to them, they have a podcast, Ear Biscuits, Good Mythical Morning on YouTube, and they donate amazing, amazing this charity for like Pride Month. And their merch is amazing. And go support them. Um, because I think that's an important part of Pride merch in June. Can we just say it with Pride Month coming up? I know we're going to. Yeah. This is always the thing that gets beat to death, but it's very important that these places donate all year round. And this is not just we oh, yeah. re- rainbow coating for June. Um, did we actually give a number? We didn't give a number. I went off on a rant. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, the number for the tincture. Uh, I'm going to say three and a half out of five. 
yeah. it helps with pain, but I mean, it's good for like people, but it was like kind of like a daytime high. I didn't really feel a whole lot of effects other than that. Mm -hmm. But I also took a very, very low dosage too. So like I, I took like an eighth of the dropper. Yeah. I, I doubled up because I didn't really feel anything and my metabolism's weird and I hadn't eaten a whole lot. I had like one piece of pizza earlier in the day and it's like, it took a while to kick in. So I was like, all right, I was in the middle of eating dinner and I sat down afterwards and we were watching GMM. Excuse me. And it hit me. But like, it did, it was as advertised. It relieved pain and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And from the stuff that I had to deal with, like my personal issues that I'm going through, it helped with that. And like, cool. But my anxiety, however, was kind of weird and off. Because it was like, I guess I need, with anxiety, I need, like, some of some sort of terpene or something else to, like, help. Because just the THC just kind of, I don't yeah, know. Maybe need either ease up on the dosage a little. Yeah, because... Like, take take a three-fourths dose. Yeah, take a smaller all at dose. Once. Yeah. Um, or something, I mean, or some CBD. Yeah, CBD or some of those terpenes like limonene also, it that doesn't get processed through. But if I had like a pen or something with it, it probably would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Just something to help ease up on the anxiety. Definitely. So. So what's your number? Three. Three out of five? Okay. Three out of five. Okay, I can respect that. Yeah. Um. So in other news, I'm doing a thing. And I kind of want to talk about not the thing itself, um, but kind of a topic that's relating to the thing I'm doing. Um, you want to talk about video games with uh, LGBT representation in it? Heck yeah. Um, we might have done this before. I can't fully remember. Maybe. I don't know. But we're going to do it, and if we did it already, that's right, fine. I mean, we, we talked about a couple of them, I know for a fact. Um, so I have a list here of, like, some. But we can just talk about ones that we know um but i just wanted to have that list just me in case you know i needed some more but do you want to do the first one or you want me well the first one i usually think of because it kind of helped me with all my stuff is like the sims because mm -hmm. the sims have always had like cool representation they also i believe donate charity mm -hmm. maxis does they're really good and they've added so much to be more inclusive over the like last year yeah and pronouns and different body styles mm -hmm. and it's just they're awesome and like they're oh they also added top surgery scars and binders mm -hmm. like yeah they're awesome and they um, and then when you know that whole thing with russia because we talked about them before yeah they're like Haha, no screw you russia yeah um, I'm going to say a very big, I'm considering them an indie company at the time they made the game, uh, mid boss was an indie company. I don't know if they're still making games or not. I think they did coffee talk maybe, um, which is another big kind of queer game, but it's not like a whole lot of kind of more background characters in general. Um, but, uh, and that's if they did coffee talk. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. 
2064 Ridoli Memories. I've been playing it again, and it is like one of my favorite point-and-click adventure games. There's no real, like, the things you click on, your interactions, how you talk to people and everything, how you figure out stuff, it changes the story a lot. Uh, it is very big callback to the old Sierra games, like uh, King's Quest, um, and Leader Suit Larry, like those kind of games. Um, very, you can pick your pronouns. You can pick dietary things. You can even put your own pronouns if you want in there. You can use any name you want. Um, there's major characters that are like queer, like a gay couple. There's a non-binary couple or a person. There's a person who's like there's a couple handicaps present and everything. Like it's a very inclusive game, which is not surprised because it's made by a very queer studio. Yeah, I've watched you play it, and it is. It is super cute and colorful, and rep it feels like representative of. Is that a word? Rep representative. It represents. It represents. Yes, sorry. It represents a large population of people. I, I knew I knew there was a word you were trying to go for, but I don't. I can't I'm pull it out high. right now. I'm too high for that right now. <laughs> um. Is there another one you could think of? Um. I got a few locked and loaded already. I think it's worth mentioning Cyberpunk. Oh, that's the one that's on that that I have. Yeah. Yeah. So Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um. So it's a little limited as you know, kind of the other games uh, with gender stuff, but there's a lot of sexuality representation in there. Yeah. To be fair, this is made by CD Projekt Red, which is a, uh, in Poland. And Poland's as a country, is kind of eh with LGBT rights and everything. Um, as, like, as history goes, so they haven't had as much, like, we're kind of doing it, like, since the 70s. They were a little more since, like, the 90s, early 2000s with, like, LGBT uh, QI plus civil rights and mm -hmm. everything there. From my understanding, I could be totally wrong. Um, so they made an attempt. It wasn't the best attempt, but you know, it's not, it's not the worst it was an either. Attempt. That's why I'm like, it's worth mentioning them. It was, they, they tried and I, you know. Yeah. Cause like you can have any kind of bottom half you want. Yeah. Any kind of top half you want. Yeah. And you, you either have the male voice, which will give you he, he, him pronouns or the female voice, which will give you she, her pronouns, which eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. But you can also... There's a lot of like uh, bisexual characters like Harry Uridine uh, and um, the one cop you can romance. I can't remember his name right now. I can't either. I know who you're talking about. Um, you could say like maybe polyamorous in Cyberpunk 2077, which I found out. Yeah. But you could only end the story. Spoilers. This game's been out for like what two years now. Yeah. Um, spoilers, but um, basically you can only end the story with one person. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, like, like the two prostitutes, it doesn't stop you based on gender. You know, it 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 could be better, but you know, it's got some good representation. Yeah. Um. So another one I would say, and a lot of people got a lot of offended when this game came out and 
if they didn't understand the joke of the series, I could see why they get offended. Um, but honestly, I don't think it's really bad. Um, South Park, the fractured butthole. Um, so your character could be any gender, any pronoun. Um, you know, it, it's pretty much how you, you know as you're as you're kind of going through the story, you're kind of filling out your char- your, your your character sheet for the superhero you are, um, and you can kind of. It's supposed to reflect you when you're filling it out. Um, I don't think it reflects all the kids, but you know, because a lot of people are saying like Kyle is ace because of the human kite character sheet you can find. And while I'm not saying he can't be, I'm not sure if I can 100% call that canon or not because I'm not sure if the kid like they're filling that out as the character or themselves. Yeah, but when you're playing the game, your your character is filling it out as themselves. So I I can see how it would be canon, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, because I don't know how much a uh, Matt Stone or Trey Parker had in writing the game itself. I mean, they probably had a whole lot, but you know, I'm not sold, but I'm not against it either. If, you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a gray area kind of for me. Um. But then, like, you also have, like, other characters with other, like, sexual orientations and everything. Like, Tweak t- Creek and Tweak and Craig. Don't know why I was getting hard on that one. I was about to say Queek. <laughs> um, like, it's a it's a creaky floor, but I'm Elmer Fudd. Creek. Elmer Fudd. Creek and Quig. Um, but... Yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's a gay couple and everything, and I really like it. And I, it, the the negative reaction a lot of people got were like, oh, these people are like attacking you and, you know, referring to you negatively because, you know, you're like a trans character. And I'm like, yeah, that's showing a accurately our struggle and everything. But also that's the joke. It's not making fun of the fact that my character is trans. It's making fun of rednecks who go after anything that's different from them. Yeah. And sometimes even the same as them. For not being exactly like them. Because, like, you could put straight white Christian and they'll be like, Look at here, we got a straight white Christian. Hmm, must think he's better than everyone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, okay, there was a couple of series I'm going to say, but I'm going to say the entire series because I think every game I've played from them so far has been great. The Mass Effect series, the Fallout series, the Dragon Age series. Two from Bioshock. And one from Bethesda. I would I could I will definitely say Skyrim. I haven't played enough of Morrowind or Oblivion to say they're also really good rep, but also Skyrim. Um so these games you can romance characters, and most of the time it's either there's a couple characters who are open to everybody, and then there's characters based on, like, you know, specific things to romance, especially in the Dragon Age game. Um, and uh, Mass Effect series. Um, follow, it kind of seems like whatever, but not all the characters are, like, sexually or romantically interested. They're just kind of like, yeah, we're your be- best buddies. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, 
Ace representation there too, which I really like. I don't think I've seen that in Mass Effect, but then again, I might have missed it because I haven't explored everything in Mass Effect. I haven't even finished Mass Effect 3 yet, and I just started playing when the Legacy Edition came out. Um, But it feels like once you romance the character, you can kind of kiss and everything, but a lot of the story kind of doesn't get affected by the fact you're in a romance. Except Dragon Age Inquisition with the DLC, because if you romance Iron Bull when he quote-unquote betrays you, if you actually do certain things right, um, he'll either actually betray you, and you will say, like, I thought we had something, I thought we were in love, I thought this, and he goes, yeah, but this is more important than us. And then if he if you do the thing where he actually doesn't betray, he actually betrays his people, he goes, yeah, but you're more important than them. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Stardew freaking Valley. Um, not Everybody's super, pansexual. Everybody's pansexual. Not super great with the gender thing, because it's, yeah. it's a binary, but super cool with like the, the queer the queer stuff. Yeah, and also, to be fair, um... What's his face? The guy who made the game? Yes. Eric? Yeah, what's, like, what's he known I'm as? Concerned Ape. Thank you. Kind of learned more after the fact kind yeah. of the thing. Um, oh my god, can I just say, can I freak out for a second? Yeah, you're talking yeah. about your tweet? Oh yeah, he replied to my tweet! Ah! He He's pretty cool guy. He, oh my god, If you have like amazing. questions or anything about the game, he'll tell you like, oh no, you can do this. There's an official game Discord that he's in as a creator, and I love that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, The Life is Strange series. Oh gosh, yes. Again, a bit too binary. Yeah. As representation goes, but it does romance very well, and it feels natural. Uh, through the games i've only played okay so i played life is strange um i'm just starting a playthrough of life is strange before the storm which is before the first game and life is strange true colors i have not played life is strange 2 but the wikipedia page there is a wikipedia page for lists of games with lgbtqa plus representation it was on there so as i point at you with my hand with my tattoos from life is strange true colors um, I have the whole set. I bought the whole set when I worked at GameStop. Um, so if you want to play those, okay. But yeah, I have played True Colors, and it was a like, super cute, like it was queer romance, and it was adorable. Um, but yeah, I have played. I think I played Storm a little bit. Um, all of it's on the PlayStation Plus thing too. Nice. Uh, Horizon Forbidden series. I would... Uh, so basically, the main character you play as... Spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn, which came out on way earlier in the PS4 lives. Horizon Forbidden West, which is early in the PS5's life, and its newest DLC I can't remember the name of. But basically, Aloy's a clone of a person, and that scientist that she's cloned from is a queer woman. And Aloy is canonically lesbian or sapphic at least um some of the language a lot of people were saying like could be either you know because she's like never seen sapphic women she's like i didn't know this was a thing i'm feeling things that i've never felt before 
as like her feelings towards the character in the DLC. Or, uh, and she's like worried that she might be broken. So some people are thinking she might be ace, like asexual, mm -hmm. but like sapphic romantically. Um, whichever. Really good representation there. I think there's a couple side, side characters who are gay. Um, another power, really strong game, uh, really good game was a strong female character who was also gay. The Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part One had a great queer couple that got even more lore for the queer couple in the TV show, and people got mad about that. Yeah, well, though you can tell though those are the people who haven't played the video game mm -hmm. or have, don't know anything about the video game. Or they were like, well, they didn't say they were gay. They said he was his partner. And everyone was like, yeah, you don't cry over, like, I mean, you do cry. You can cry over your best friend like that. Or like, you know, like your buddy cops together. But the way he was looking at him and mm -hmm. the way that, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name. It starts with a J. I can't remember the character you play as, um, that Pedro Pascal is playing in the show. But, um. He was very awkward and like, oh, I'm sorry. And like, it was also like you lost a loved one, kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, Overwatch 1 and 2, technically, I should say this, because they have a lot of representation with skins and stuff. But all the characters and Apex Legends, any of the like MOBA games that are coming out lately, um... They have skins and stuff, and they sell them during Pride Month, but, like, a lot of the representation of the character being X-identity, it's all outside the game. <coughs> Unless it's pronouns. No, they might do pronouns, like, say the character's pronouns properly, but, like, most of the representation's off-screen. So, it's there with asterisks. Um, I'm gonna say both of these. I have one. Oh, you have one? Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yes. The person that you play as, your little character, is always referred to with they, them pronouns. Mm -hmm. And all your friends that come over are always referred to with they, them pronouns. Yeah, and nothing, nothing's gender locked between yeah. clothes or outfits or, or anything. Styles mm -hmm. or nothing is gender locked. Which gender is really don't nice. know her. Um, also, um, there's two, there's a gay couple. Oh yeah, but Nintendo won't confirm that as canon. It's it's fan lore that they're two they're they're partners, it's, they're business partners. It's is pretty what much saying. already like saying that because yeah. they kind of care. Like you can literally talk to Flick and be like, "Oh, I got to get this for someone I really care about. I hope he likes it, but it's not a fish." But Nintendo will never actually confirm that. I don't see why not. Nintendo's like. Know giving benefits to same-sex couples, even though the government of Japan won't. I, don't, I, I think we're not getting that because Nintendo of America. Nintendo of America. Nintendo, well, Nintendo, Nintendo, I don't think cares. No, it's probably what happened was they actually are queer, but they censored it for America. Yeah, kind of like the same thing they did with Vivian from Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door. And then, oh, shoot. Birdo. The Birdo, yeah, the thing with Birdo got lost in the American translation. Mm hmm. Um, 
Okay, so I have uh, Tell Me Why, which follows a story made by the same studio, Don't uh, Don't Nod, who did Life is Strange. Mm -hmm. This is their, like, one that's about the trans guy coming home after, I think, his mom passed away. And he's kind of, like, reliving memories and everything. I think that was his power or something. I didn't play it. I want to play it, though. I got to find it. Um... Brain, where am I? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say these two at the same time Dream Daddy and uh, Monster Prom. <laughs> so, Dream Daddy was made by Game Grumps themselves. Yes. Um, the, the, the Baron character that uh, Danny voices is canonically a trans man and has a binder. There's a lesbian mom. <laughs> Love it. Um, and I think one of the dads is also bisexual. Um, need to play it. And then Monster Prom is made. Um, there's like canon, canon non-binary uh, character. There, uh, the character, one of the characters you could choose from. I think it's uh, the 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 shadow guy. You could be the shadow man. Um, they refer to them with non-binary pronouns, and the Eldritch uh, Beast. Or like the elder guy character is a trans girl, and um, she says, "This is my name," and all the cult followers are like having a hard time considering her transition and everything, um, which is really cute. Uh, Outer Worlds is probably what I'm going to end it on. Uh, not a whole lot, kind of like the same with like Fallout and stuff, like the romance. But they also have where you can have when your side characters romance someone. Um, which is more of the game's actual romance mechanic, and uh, the character is asexual. Is there anything you want to add before we uh, we end it? I don't think so. It okay. was fun to talk about, though. Yeah, we'll be back after uh, a quick break. And we are back. Um, so I got a couple news things um the first one i want to do speaking of trans people uh was uh written yesterday uh from pink news um a trans man gives powerful speech at posey parker rally after tricking gender critical activists um so basically um a person who wishes to name anonymous be named anonymously doesn't want their name out there um went to a anti-trans rally uh, by internet personality Posey Parker, who's really named um, Kelly J. Keen Minsel. Um, she's the one that got, like, the suit thrown at her in England. Yeah. Um, basically, this trans, this trans person or trans man uh, came up and was talking about how during his whole time of transitioning... He was basically being told that everything he was doing um, was wrong and how um, he was being told that, like, he shouldn't be doing this and everything or shouldn't be doing certain things, should be dressing certain ways and everything. And the gender critical people or the way he's saying it is basically saying it, like, makes it sound like it's supposed to be, like, the trans people are doing this, but it's literally he's talking actually about them. Like... I was told what to wear. I was told, um, 
you know, how to have my hair a certain way and a certain length and everything. And they think it's, you know, the indoctrination and he's a detransitioner. Um, but then he goes, <clears throat> and the sad thing is y'all believe this and you don't realize you're in a cult. And some of them clap and some of the other ones go, huh? And they don't really, and I am a proud trans man and all of you are turfs. And he starts unscrewing the microphone cap. And they just start pushing him and like going everything, uh, and like pushing him away and everything. He's like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> um. So yeah, they got pissed off at that. Uh, and Posey's response was, "This is why you don't transition, ladies." And I'm like, "What? Standing up for your rights?" Uh, it was it was great. Oh well. Speaking of which, um, there's a there's a whole thing going around with that uh, trans kid. Who was forced to wrestle in the women's league yeah. back in 2018 in Texas? That's making a, a return cycle Why? again. Because fucking this doctor who looks like she's the crypt keeper from Tales from the Crypt after all the plastic surgery. She, she works works in Ollie London. Um basically is saying, like, oh, trans people aren't this, trans people aren't that. I'm a doctor, you should trust me, blah, 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 blah. Where was I going? Oh, yeah, and then um, one of uh, our friends who also listens to the podcast, so shout out to Sheila. Um, she sent me this um, from ExploreJeffersonPA.com. Pennsylvania Health Department faces lawmaker questioning over medical marijuana doctor data. <coughs> uh, this was written, doesn't say, but it was two days ago. During a recent budget hearing, a Republican lawmaker questioned how the Department of Health uses data to provide oversight of doctors in Pennsylvania's medical marijuana program, citing on ongoing public records dispute involving the agency. Um, it has parentheses. Oh, it's by Ed Mahone of Spotlight PA. Each year, hundreds of thousands of Pennsylvanians must receive approval from a physician if they want to legally use cannabis in the state. The state's Office of Open Records has ordered the Health Department to release the number of, of approvals per specific doctors if such records exist. But the agency has sued to keep those records secret, arguing for a broader interpretation of medical marijuana's competency rules. At least three cases that center on the issue are currently pending in the Commonwealth Court. Spotlight PA is a defendant in two of them. Senate, State Senator Greg Rothram, a Republican of Cumberland County, confer, referred to these cases as he questioned Deborah Bogan, the state's acting health secretary. He didn't ask Bogan to comment on releasing the data. Quote, but I would like to know if your department does do reviews of this information, Rothman asked. And does the department protect against doctors from providing blanket approvals for medical use? Bogan didn't directly say how the agency uses the data or clarify whether it re routinely reviews the information for patterns or outliers. Instead, she said the department responds to complaints against doctors and doctors have to attest that they are following requirements of the law in order to certify patients. Uh, quote, look at the numbers of certifications done by specific, specific providers is challenging because of the providers, uh, the healthcare, they are healthcare providers 
that by nature of the work would certify more patients than others, Bogan testified. And just looking at the numbers alone doesn't give us that information. Well, of course not. I mean, think about it this way. You have those companies who advertise like, we'll cert you, we'll get you your diagnosis and everything. <coughs> and some people go to them. But also, at the end of the day, it also kind of comes down to who gives the bottom dollar. Like, who's being cheaper? Who's providing telemed help for, like, people who live out in the, the countryside where it's going to take them an hour to get to a certifying doctor if they're lucky? Um, like, those, there's so many factors with that. Um, and also, potentially HIPAA violations as well. If they do release those records, depending on how they get, if they just want the numbers, I don't think that's a HIPAA violation. But if they want who's who, yeah, they're not allowed to ask for like why they're not allowed to ask for diagnoses of people. They're not allowed to ask for like names or addresses, emails, phone numbers, anything like that. They're allowed to ask. I think they're allowed to ask for quantities of patients, which is fair. But also, like, the Department of Health is kind of, like, the gov the only part of the government that's allowed to kind of look at medical yes. records and yeah. stuff. Because they, they're the ones that issue the license. Or, I guess, technically, it's a license to smoke weed. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sorry. Vaporized weed. We're a vaporization-only state. We're a vaporization-only state. state. You remember how long we tried to keep that facade out oh that we were God, vaporizing yeah. it? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> <laughs> how long did that last? Yeah, I think, what first two months yeah so was that the first eight episodes yeah they were just like oh fuck it fuck it fuck it um rothman's question followed a series of spotlight pa investigation stories that uncovered serious flaws in a medical per uh, marijuana program including questionable health claims weak oversight of cannabis companies and unfair rules for doctors how about we just legalize it yeah will, then will it make you guys happy Probably not. Because, like, here's my thing. If you have any mental health thing, people are going to question you if you really have it. Like, oh, they're just prescribing it for anxiety. Okay. That person doesn't look like they have anxiety. Yeah, maybe because they're on meds. Or, you know, the weed helps. Or, you know, they're imploding rather than exploding. Uh-huh. Because that's what happens with a lot of neurodivergent people. Like, ah. Uh... The explosion happens up in your brain cells, yeah. not out in the world. And, like, they're just kind of going through the day because they know how to mask. Because a lot of us figured that out before we entered high school. Why do they call it a mental illness? It's mm -hmm. in your mind. Um, Fun fact, a lot of that can now be found in brain scans. Yeah. So you can actually have pictures of, hey, this brain is functioning different than other brains. Mm -hmm. Also, you can actually see uh, there's been so far, um, I don't know the numbers, but there's been a small study of like trans people. Uh, and they're finding that a lot of the scans of the brain for like trans women are matching up very similarly, similarly to how cis women's brains look. Yeah. Um, and I think the same for trans men. Non-binary people were not, I don't think they have a study for that yet of the brain look. But you look know. Look at my brain. That'll be out of fine. Please look at my brain. I would like somebody to figure out what's going on up there. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, public available records obtained by Spotlight PA show the department has cited patients' approval numbers in at least one disciplinary case against the doctor. In another dis disciplinary case against the doctor, an attorney for the health agency argued that the number of patients versus his time and ability to certify patients is relevant.
I mean, yeah, if he's just hitting out, like, a hundred in a day, that's kind of fucking hard. Yeah. Like, without actually seeing and talking and everything. But if he's also doing it and going, okay, do you have any questions? Here's, we have already, you also got to think of renewal for some of them, too. Yeah, if you're doing renewals, that it, you should not be counting, I think, renewals in that, because it's like, this shit doesn't go away. Yeah, it, it, there's no sense in re-diagnosing it because most of it is not curable. It's treatable, mm-hmm. which is different than being curable. Treatable is you treat the symptoms, what comes along with it, and the cause of it can't just be eliminated. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too is like you got to think of because like how I want to say this because like take Greenbridge Society, who we were going through for a long time. It was pretty much, hey, you still have PTSD, Raven? Yeah, I still got it. Okay. Do you have any questions? No. Okay. We still have your documentation from your therapist. Yeah. Cool. All right. Is it helping? Yeah. Okay. The end. Here's your. We, we got your paperwork in. Pretty much. As with, like with mine, even with the new one that I went to, I can't remember who Apple Ridge, mm-hmm. Apple Ridge Family Health, I think is what their name is, and I was like. How's things going? Good. How's dispensary? Good. Because they do, they hook up dispensary mm-hmm. workers. Like, good. Is it working for you? Yeah. Still have anxiety? Yeah. You still living at this address? Yeah. Okay. Like, two or three weeks, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It's any like, questions? It's like a five second conversation. It's like going to the doctor for, like, hell, you could do, because there are a lot of, like, PCPs and everything are doing telemed health. Say, say your doctor um, prescribes you, I don't know, Wellbutrin mm-hmm. for like anxiety or depression. Hey, how's Wellbutrin treating you? Good. Having any negative side effects? Not really. Um, do you have any questions? No. It's been treating you well. Yeah. Is it helping? Yeah. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. Why would you have to go? I don't. Yeah. There's no reason to go to the because like I was on meds for a while Mm -hmm. and they they were not the right ones but i still had to go to the doctor's office like once a month and they were like how's it going same shit yeah same thing you just went over but i drove there and i'm like why did i drive here this could have been a phone call (laughs) that's one thing i'm glad about like telemed has stayed around yeah and honestly like it might so with this article i'm not gonna read more because it just goes into numbers and everything we have like over four hundred thousand people in our program right now Mm-hmm. or at least at the time of this article was being written um but like should there be like an oversight committee and like checking in on the doctors <clears throat> and like making sure that like like looking out for the patient and not trying to get a bottom dollar on or like they're actually following the rules yes i think Absolutely. we should have that yeah. but i also should make sure that like they're not charging these people like 300 fucking doctor uh 300 fucking dollars for like basically going, hey, you still got, you still have this issue, or hey, I see you're a new patient. Your therapist sent me all the paperwork, or we have all the documentation of your cancer, or whatever. That's three hundred dollars now, because like they they're diagnosing and not running the diagnosis through insurance because it's related to medical. Yeah. For some doctors. Yeah. Then when I first got my card, I was lucky he did do that and he also didn't actually have to do full diagnosis because i have all that already i had to get a full diagnosis and everything which i already had for like 
depression but at the time i don't think when i was when i got into the program depression wasn't on there mm -hmm. and like i have anxiety have had anxiety my whole fucking life and i finally had a diagnosis for it i was like cool thanks we just need the paperwork i'll pay the hundred dollars here you go yeah and that's the thing is that hundred dollars was your your first time yeah patient there with yeah. them which that was also two three years ago which mm -hmm. was way reasonable oh yeah definitely that was ridiculously cheap then. Mm -hmm. And I still have patients coming into my my dispensary and being like, oh, yeah, I just renewed because they see like the thing that like one company is working with my company that I work for. Yeah. Not naming names or anything, but they're like running a deal, which is just a little like it's like kind of what some most telemeds are kind of running right now and everything. Mm -hmm. But they'll come in and say, oh, I spent like two hundred dollars. I don't like who with? the fuck did you go? Listen, even Greenbridge still, I will still shout them out. They're still good. They're yeah, still reliable. I do. I tell them all the time. Go to them. Go to them. They have are now advertising. They're still telemed. They I got mine in the middle of the pandemic, and they've been telemed ever since. Let me see if I could try. I think it's like Vita Health or something, and Compassionate Care. These people are going to, um. Because it's literally, I keep getting ads for them on fucking Twitter. Um, but basically, it's like they're just they're just scamming people. Very heal, very heal, or very life. One of the two between those two, um, and compassionate care are just charging people like fucking crazy. Now, Compassion Care has gotten lower, and they do a lot of, like, drop prices whether they're at events or anything, but I've seen some of their prices in other days, and holy fuck is it expensive. Mm -hmm. And it should not be that expensive, in my opinion. No. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Maybe I should have took an allergy pill. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up today? I'm trying to think if there's anything specifically. Not really. I talked about what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, mm. we got some time, so I guess we'll just be loose for another 14 minutes. Loosey-goosey. Um, Can you talk about that Telemook ice cream? Oh, yeah. You want to talk that about that? That was good. <laughs> that was real good. We watched them on Good Mythical Morning, and they're really good ice cream. Even their like, stuff that didn't make it into the final fours or whatever, it's still really freaking good. Their strawberry is great. Yeah, so they're like a, what, Midwest ice cream company? Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, they're so good. Holy shit. They we got the great. strawberry. We're just going through, like, a gallon of it. Oh, my gosh. So good. I also had some Ben and Jerry's. Earlier, the mm -hmm. almond milk tonight dough. So good. Still can't believe that Ben, no, it's Jerry. Jerry of Ben and Jerry's is making a cannabis company. That's awesome, bro. Uh, Stunner ice cream. Stunner ice cream, yeah. Always has been. So good. Uh. Did we talk about when we first found Ben and Jerry's? I was in college when I found Ben and Jerry's. 
that was the first time you found Ben and Jerry's? It was the first time I knew Ben and Jerry existed. I think maybe, I don't know if Sandy ever had Ben and Jerry. She was a Duncan Hines girl. I don't know this. Okay, so the memory's a little fuzzy. And I don't know if it's with my biological father or if it was with my parents. I've been to a Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. And that's the first time I had it, and I think it was in middle school. Okay. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me... Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, there's like a couple in Virginia Beach. I'm so jealous. You need to go now. Yeah, I think I think that's where I went to my first Ben and Jerry's was the one in Virginia Beach. We need to go. But yeah, I, I've had Ben and Jerry's. I can't remember what, who I was with. Which dad was it with? <laughs> can I can I talk about the time I was at Bush Gardens with both my dads, and everyone thought I was raised by a gay couple oh for a my minute? Goodness. <laughs> or at least that's what my 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 biological father's fear was. Um, because yeah, it was I was I would call them both my dad. I was uh, so okay for a little context for the people who don't know. Um, I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. My stepdad kind of came in the picture when I was two. Um, and has been there my entire life. He is my dad, 100%. Like, when I say dad, I'm talking about that man. You know, the dad who stepped up. <laughs> he's not the stepdad, he's the dad who stepped up. Yeah. Um, now, my biological father didn't know who I was. We didn't know each other until I was, like, seven or something like that when we did a DNA test. Um... So, like, eh. But also, from what I further the relationship, it was kind of, eh. So, but no, I was raised by my my, my dad. Um, but yeah, it was also the same night we took the battery ram at Bush Gardens 11 times in a row because no one else would get on. And I was about to go for a 12th, and they were like, no, <laughs> no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. <laughs> um,. What uh? What else is going on in either? Oh, oh! oh I didn't. Did I finish my Ben and Jerry story? I don't know. College. I was in college, and I went to Penn State. And when I was at Penn State, that's when I first realized Ben and Jerry's existed. Is I was when I was living in the dorm. Oh yeah. In that little place across from there, they like sold ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when I first had Ben and Jerry's. Was with my <laughs> friend. Ah. Uh. It's a nice time to discover Ben and Jerry's, though. Oh, right, and then you and I started dating, and that was a really great time in my life. I discovered Ben and Jerry's, and I found one of the one of the bestest loves in my life. Aww, that's gay. Yeah. Um, while we have some time, I kind of want to make a little announcement for the show. Um, one, we have a table. At the Pittsburgh Pride Revolution. Hell yeah, we, we have do. officially have a table. I am making merch for us. Right now it's just going to be stickers. Um, and some... I can't do t-shirts or anything like that yet. But um, everything that we are uh, selling is just going to go straight back into the show. I am thinking about opening up a shop with the stickers and everything. So people can buy merch year-round from us. That'd be cool. Um, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, I'm very excited. I have a lot of a lot of cute designs. 
Um, I got a pride ogi. It's a pride pierogi. Um, if I would have thought ahead, I could have crocheted stuff. For, yeah. For the for pride. Um, I have like a axolotl with sun with pride sunglasses. It says deal with it. Um, I got a Pittsburgh one of the yellow Pittsburgh bridges with like the pride flag inside of it. I love it. Um, do you want to talk about your personal design, or do you want to make that a surprise for Pride? What, uh, the ones I already yeah. have printed? No, yeah. I want to talk about Zagost. I love him. Okay, so Zagost was kind of like a quick sketch on uh, like a, one of our advertising boards that we were told we could have and then told we couldn't have or something like that. Like, draw like Strain of the Week or something yeah. like that. Um, so we decided we're just going to decorate it and put it in our break room. And I decided I wanted to draw a little ghosty dude. Because uh, my one co-worker drew like a, like a high care bear, like a pot bear or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, what should I draw? And I was thinking, I'm like, what if there was a Pokemon for cannabis? And I was thinking, and I was thinking, I was like, wait, I could just make Sinisty and make it weed related. Yeah, make a Sinisty live in a bong. So it's either Sinisty or it's evolved form Pol- uh, Geist. But uh, yeah, it's basically a little ghost that lives in a bong, and it's called Zagost, because like Zaza, <laughs> one of the street, uh, one of the nicknames for weed. Oh yeah. Um, and so the water in the bong is all the pride colors. So I have a I have a gay pride, just the general pride flag. Um, I have lesbian pride flag, the good one, not the chapstick lesbian one. Uh, it was made by an asshole. Um, I have the um trans flags the non-binary flag the intersex flag um the bi flag the pan flag um what are some of my designs uh oh i got like a little cartoony head thing of us and a microphone i got it smoking out the closet circling a microphone Heck yeah, that one's super cute. Uh, oh, the, the joint heart. Yeah, I have a heart. I have a joint that's shaped in a heart, like it's like wrapped around it's itself. So adorable. Like heart. Um, I have like Yin's gay. I try making some like Pittsburgh specific <laughs> ones. Um, but yeah, um, I'm gonna sell some merch. Maybe, hopefully, I can get in that little I made it market for the rest Rainbow of the year. Rainbow Mister Rogers sweater. I thought about that, but someone's already done that. Aww. Someone's already done that. I tried keeping my, my, my pictures as original as I could. The only one that I'm going to say is not 100% original, but it um, it's going to be our mascot, Buds, being arrested by the cops from South Park instead yeah. of Randy. And he's going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to have Buds like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. But, um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Oh, and then the, um, the other thing is we, unfortunately, could not get any of the bigger ones they just, uh, of the companies that I wanted to get for the podcast. Um, they just didn't, they just stopped responding to us. Um, but, uh, little towards the end of this month uh i can set up a paypal thing to have uh a donation start running for an entire 30 days i can't do any longer than that but we are going to run a donation for the pittsburgh pride house thank you 
um, which does um, is actually part of like the community center. They started that. Um, we've been donating personally every month to, uh, to help them. It's not a whole lot, but it's a lot we can afford right now. Um, and then they're the ones also throwing the Pittsburgh Pride Revolution. It's all coming yeah. from them. So we're going to raise money for them all through the month of uh, June. Or most of June, I should say. I should say because I'm probably going to set up like a couple days before end of May and run it for that 30 days. Um, just so we can get it donated to them by the end of May. Mm. Or end of June, sorry. Um, but they do a lot for the Pittsburgh area. They run like food shelters. They're connected to uh, like uh, food pantries. They're connected to like homeless shelters. Like they do a lot of good for the LGBTQIA plus community here in Pittsburgh. And I think we should pay some of that back. So keep an, keep an eye out for that in the uh, show notes when I set it up. Um, we yeah, have just a little updates with the show. I wanted to feel like, cause like we've been trying to do a lot of good for the area and everything. And I think this is probably like the, the best we could do right now. I definitely want to work with like glad and um p flag trevor project won't work with us because we talk about cannabis unfortunately no, that's right. it's because they're they they specialize in minor yeah care I, for minors I, I get so it. but um there are minors that benefit from medical cannabis though they do but it, it's a lot of an image game and everything though yeah but um i don't have anything else to add to you not really, no. Alrighty. Well, once again, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Mesmodius. I use they, them pronouns. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.